for Radio 1 91FM podcast. We are back with Trent Smith from the Department of Economics here at Otago University for this week's instalment of Business as Usual on R1 News. Kia ora, Trent. How's it going? Kia Amelia. Fine, thanks. Adjusting to the cold weather. Yes. <laughs> Winter's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today, we'll be talking about inflation. Um, the annual inflation figures for the last tax year ending in March hit 6.9%, making it the highest it's been in New Zealand since 1990. Along with this, um, food prices are 7.6% higher than this time last year, which is the biggest annual increase in more than 10 years, and fuel costs have risen about 32% for the year. These are some big numbers. What, what do they mean? How does inflation really work? Um, well, inflation is, I guess, what you might think it is. It's, an, it's sort of an average of prices across the economy. And, and in particular, the, the thing that gets reported in the news is the consumer price index. So it's uh, um, sort of a standard bundle of goods and services that, um, that the average Kiwi uh, buys every month. And, uh, and, the, and when the CPI goes up, you know, we use that to calculate the inflation rate. And, um, and like you say, on average, it's uh, gone up something like 7%, which is very high by recent standards. Um, the, I mean, in recent years, this is true globally, actually. So it's not just New Zealand that's seeing this big spike in inflation. It's mm-hmm. pretty much the whole world. And, the, um, and in recent years, pretty much the whole world has had very low inflation, like, like 1% or less for, for many years now. Um, which is um, anom- kind of anomalous historically, but um, so yeah. So the so what that means is um, okay. Prices went up on average. Um, you know, you could imagine that if your wages also went up and your savings balances also went up, that maybe it's it wouldn't be a big deal. But that's just not the way prices adjust, right? Mm-hmm. Um, t- typically, prices don't adjust all at the same time, and so it's this change in relative prices that uh, gets people upset and makes people suffer, honestly. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that like inflation wouldn't be as big a deal if all those other prices were moving with it, like our wages matching the CPI and things yeah, like that? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you like to have a 7% <laughs> raise? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So um, how, how did inflation get this high then? I mean, it's global. What's really driving it in New Zealand in particular? Yeah, well, it, it, the details actually matter, right? So the um, So in the latest data, apparently it's the it's the cost of new housing that's gone up the most. Like, that's the biggest. So housing mm-hmm. is one of the goods and services we consume, right? Yeah. So you might rent or you might own, but everybody consumes some housing. And the cost of new housing is, is the biggest component of this increase in, in inflation. Um, and then after that, it's um, uh, the price of petrol and, and the price of food, like you mentioned. are sort of mm-hmm. the big three that are driving this inflation bump. Uh and so the the cost of housing is um, is not too surprising because um, you know in response to the you know the pandemic um, recession the Reserve Bank lowered interest rates this is the main tool that that um, that economists use to to manage the business cycle and mm-hmm. it's a terrible tool like <laughs> we really need better tools but you know they lower the interest rate what they're doing is is easing up credit so that what that means is that uh, um, capital-intensive industries like the building industry mm-hmm. suddenly have a huge bump in demand, right? Suddenly everybody can afford to buy more house than they used to be able to. They can suddenly, you know, afford to renovate more than they used to be able to. 
um, and, 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 you know, in, investors can afford to build new housing more than they used to be able to because credit suddenly got so cheap thanks right. to the Reserve Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when inflation goes up, the first tool economists uh, here in New Zealand and around the world, frankly, typically grab for is they say, oh, what we need is some austerity, and we're going to do that through monetary policy by tightening up credit. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't know. Normally, I would so so. Like I said, this is a very blunt instrument. This tool we have to to tighten up credit to reel the economy back in, and it has a disproportionate effect on industries like the like the building industry, right? So these poor, you know, I've got construction going on at my house at the moment with some home renovations, and mm-hmm. you know, these guys are loving how busy they are right now, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, it's very much a boom and bust industry because of the way uh, um, New Zealand lets the Reserve Bank manage its economies, the ups and downs of the economy. Um, but on top of the, the easy credit, the other thing that's, that's um, driving supply problems in the, in the building industry is that in response to the pandemic, uh, the government came out and, inve- and, and announced all these infrastructure product projects, right, which require the government to employ the, the building industry uh, to do the work, right? So mm-hmm. at the same time, you have, you know, the whole country wanting to do more building. Uh, you've got the government also employing this, this uh, industry. And so, of course, there's going to be a shortage of workers and a shorter shortage of, uh, um, uh, you know, trucks and tools and things that you need to to build. And so this drives Mm -hmm. prices up. And on top of that, there are global supply chain problems. So building materials that need to be imported from overseas um, have been been hard to come by. Um, And so this is a rare case where I probably agree that tightening up credit is probably not a bad idea because of of how the building industry is overheating at the moment. Mm -hmm. So increasing the OCR... Yeah, right, raising the OCR. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like I say, it'd be bit, so there's a lot of rethinking going on in economics right now about about whether we should rely on monetary policy like this or, mm-hmm. or whether we should develop better tools. Um, and there's more and more movement towards using fiscal tools, right, like, like uh, you know, taxes and subsidies and, uh, you know, finding ways to sort of automatically. So you could, for instance, um, if you wanted to take money out of the economy because prices are going up too much, you could tax the rich, right? right? I mean, right? You could you could tweak ta- tax policy a bit, and it, and if we had a way to do that more nimbly, in response to economic conditions, um, we could um, maybe u- use less of this blunt instrument, blunt instrument of the OCR and, and credit rules. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a different way of sort of um, combating inflation. What would be the effect of it staying at this high seven percent mark if we didn't employ any of these? Um, yeah, so persist. So the thing that you really worry about is persistent inflation. Right? Yeah. If it's temporary inflation, um, you know, al- almost the best thing to do maybe is to is just just to wait for it to for it to pass, and that could be a good part of what we're seeing now. If this is global supply chain problems that are due to the pandemic. Um, you know, we can probably expect they're going to go. They, they'll be gone, go away on their own mm-hmm. in a year, and maybe yeah, yeah. maybe there's not a lot that needs to be done. Um, but if pers- if inflation can sort of become a self fulfilling cycle, where where like 
you know, everybody expects inflation to happen. So everybody plans ahead and plans their price increases ahead and negotiates their wage increases ahead. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so when you do that, yeah, you, you sort of, um, you're devaluing money and you're creating all this uncertainty around what your dollar is going to be worth next year. And, um, you know, and, and then there are some prices that just don't adjust as quickly and, uh, bad things happen. So that's that's the big thing that the government really wants to avoid is, is for this to become a, um, a, a persistent problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what impact would these high inflation rates and some of the methods that might be taken to adjust them um, have on students? What should students be aware of at the moment? Um, well... Honestly, what the what the government's doing, it, so if they if they that, so they keep raising the OCR to tighten up credit, um, that's not likely to have an immediate effect on uh, like the price of food, mm-hmm. right? It could have an immediate effect on say unemployment. It could make unemployment go up. That's one of the cruel things about the way we do this, right? Is that um, you know. Suddenly, the um, you know we force the construction, the building industry to crash, and now there's all these unemployed builders out there, and then there are ripple effects across the economy of this happening. So students could ha- find it harder to find a job if they want to if they mm-hmm. wanted to you know uh, find some work on the side uh, from their studies. Um, and does yeah. that affect also, like, then ripple out into the wider job market, so, like, graduates and things like that looking for jobs in future oh, years? Oh, it could, or? yeah. Like I said, there are ripple effects, and mm-hmm. those can be persistent. Uh, you know, th- this is, this is you know, how the Great Depression happened, is, is mm-hmm. that if you don't have a, a, um, a, a sensible, uh, you know, public policy response to a, to a downturn in the economy, uh, it can be... It, it, Recessions and depressions can also be sort of uh, self-fulfilling prophecies, where where you get this downward cycle, um, that uh, uh, like we did in the Great Depression, that um, just uh, can't correct itself. Right, but that's not going to happen now, is it? <laughs> no, that will not happen now. Honestly, the world knows more about this now than they did than they yeah. did in the thirties, right? That that. Uh, um, we now understand that like we like you know the global response to the pandemic was fiscal spending right it's just uh, the whole world was spending government dollars with abandon mm-hmm. right uh, not dollars different <laughs> currencies around the world uh, um, but um, so so yeah we, we, I wouldn't expect that to happen that that um, there is still um, more talk than there should be about balancing the balancing the budget but uh, um, I think uh, there's pretty wide recognition that um, that fiscal stimulus is a, is um, the tried and true way to uh, to keep yourself from falling into a persistent uh, recession. That was the Radio One ninety one FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.